Welcome to The Map. I am Kimberly Walsh, founder of Brady's Landing, a woman's sober home in Sandwich, Mass. And joining me, as always, are my incomparable co-host, Kristen Perry Long. She's a recovery coach. And our moderator producer, Andy Bernstein. Hello, guys. Hey. <laughs> What's happening? Hey, everyone. We have a great show today. We are going to meet our friend, actor Paul Kandarian. You said it right. Yes. Paul is going to share his personal and professional story. We're so excited to have him here. We will get to that at the next segment. So, but before we get started, let's talk about an article that came out January 2020 that is actually appropriate to this podcast. So, according to Yahoo Finance, there's a new analysis that came out that talks about, amongst other things, um, the addiction industry, right? It does. It's which has become, if any of you are questioning, it's a $42 billion industry. That's with a B. With a B. I think it's more like a Z. Yeah, it's Zillion. It's, it, it is. It's pretty bad, yeah. and it's been growing steadily since, um, since basically the early two thousands. Right now, venture capitalists are getting involved. Oh, they've been getting involved, and right. now we're getting conglomerates. We're getting AAC, AdCare, what have you, just scooping up, buying all the little guys, and making a whole platform, putting everything together. Right They're Right. And and they're making like. Like having treatment facilities, and they all run the same program, right? Yep. The problem is... Yeah, why are you so fired up about this? You were very, very fired I was up. very angry because it doesn't work. It's been proven to show these treatment centers, the, the programming is off. It's wrong. They don't work. So why are we, you know, why are these conglomerates coming in? I'm not saying always. Okay, it's not that they always don't work, but the, but the actual setup... Well, it's, faulty. Ca- it, it's counter um, counterproductive. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's a, like sure. you want to take care of people, sure, and you want to get people help, but at the same time, you have to p- pay your bills. Correct, right. correct, and I get that. There's there's a problem when they get focused on, and this is I know sometimes just the shady ones, but they focus on. Okay, we get them in for thirty days. Okay, you're in a bubble for thirty days. They release you back to the home, your environment with which you came. They are almost banking on your relapse. They bring you back in. They charge your insurance company and rinse and repeat. And this is what happens. One in six, the statistics are, and maybe even less now, one in six people who have been through treatment actually stay sober. One in six. Right. So the odds are. It's it's not. (laughs) So in any other industry, in any other healthcare, in any other c- circumstances, the, the federal government, the state, no one would accept that kind of ratio and, and pour money into well, it. Well, that's why they're coming up with this study, because they're trying to find out, you know, things like shoddy facilities, patient right. brokering, right? which is a whole nother, it's a whole nother show. kettle of fish, uh, <laughs> overbilling. Overbilling oh, oh, yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, this actually happened with the sleep apnea business, believe it or not. The sleep studies, they had private equity firms were getting into it. Like one place went belly up. They were owned by Cape Cod potato chips. Hmm. Uh, the guys from Cape Cod sold their company. Oh my God. I think it was Anheuser-Busch. And then they got into this. So, you know, it seems like, you know, the conglomeration actually – is hurting the care. It is hurting the care. That's the point. So how do you fix it? Well, that's just it. So interesting story. So I went and visited um, a <clears throat> program 
yesterday. And it is owned by a bigger program that has multiple programs throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And what's different from them is it's kind of like um, it's a franchise. It's treated as a franchise, mm-hmm. more or less. You have what you have to do. You have who you have to pay. But as far as your treatment, there are guidelines, but there there's wiggle room. And you're able to accommodate the people that come in because it's ever changing as the drugs are changing, the reactions, the, um, the withdrawals, the withdrawal. It's not even the withdrawals. It's just how people are responding to the drugs and how they're just not, you know, doing well. And it's not like everybody's different, right? Everybody, it's my phone. Sorry. That's all right. Um, everybody, everybody reacts differently to a drug. Um, there's the standard, you know, with fentanyl, people get tired and they get slow and they feel good and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. But it's the long-term effects. It's how they affect and how it suppresses the mental health part of it. It suppresses the reasons why they're using. So anyway, long story short, this particular treatment center is, you know, um, they do it their way. Mm-hmm. They stay within the guidelines, but they offer those extra things. Like, so for UAs, they do random UAs. They don't send them out to a lab. You what, know why? They don't send them anal- out. Yeah. yeah. UAs, okay. urinal- I said it. Yep. That's right. They don't send them out to a lab because you know what? It's an added expense to that person. And unless there's a reason to send it out, they're not sending them out. They're just sending them out for accountability. They're sending them. They're taking UAs for accountability, for right. consistency, you know, not to, not to make any money. They're losing money because it costs them money to buy those little cups. But at the end of the day, what they're doing is they're providing a program that is consistent that, you know, you're not hearing about in the news um, because they're not flying under the radar. And they're not spending money on marketing. Right. (laughs) Right. They're just doing it. You know, there's there's a handful of them, actually, in the state of Massachusetts. And you know who they are. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to reach out to Chris, she can. Uh, yeah. No. 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 I, I'm all about putting you know people in where where it belong, where they Kimberly. belong. Yeah. Kimberly, okay. Where they belong, you know. And so these bigger places like AAC and um, AdCare, and- you know. Well, see, that's another thing. AdCare got bought by AAC. That's yes, right. They right? Com- they combined. Yeah. Right. So AAC came in and said, we're going to do it this way, that way, and everything. And um, AdCare was like, "Uh, I don't think so, because this is Massachusetts, and what you're seeing in California and what we're seeing in Massachusetts is not one in the same. They're trying to standardize this thing. They were. And AdCare pushed back, and they said, okay, fine. You know, I think, and I'm not an expert by any stretch, um, but to me... You're your own expert. I am my own expert, and I'm a legend in my own mind. But to me... (laughs) But to me, it seems like, right? And I don't know, you, you'll know this, but let's say you go through treatment, right? I go through 30 days or I go through 60 days or whatever, and I get out, right? What is there for people from the treatment centers that continues? Sober living and IOP. Thank you, <laughs> right? But how? Intensive outpatient. Intensive outpatient. Which is which means they don't go they don't they're not living at the same place that they get treatment they go outside so it'll be a group setting usually it's like about three or four hours a day and they'll five days a week and you go to the facility and you engage in um, group therapy okay all right so while you're living at a that's what home. I work at now so I work at a at a IOP 
IOPOP and MAT program. There's no beds. There's no, it's the way Strictly. I explain it to people. It's like going for physical therapy. You go to the facility, you get your physical therapy and you go home. Right. And the, and the, and the recommended home is a sober living home and where so you what have are structure they do, and stuff and coping techniques and life and how you handle things. Yeah. And, so it's, it's pretty much, um, an extension, right? It is an extension and a, and it's an opportunity for you to be able to have a safe place to go if you're struggling in the real world. Right. Like, so you go in So the, the one that I work at, I'm like so happy. I, I've worked at a lot of places. I'm not going to lie. Yes, we know. And <laughs> I'm thanks. kidding. I'm kidding. And um, what I've noticed, my IOP is very small. And what I've noticed is that um, the community that is built within our groups is that of one that people feel safe to the point where they're exchanging phone numbers. They're going to meetings together outside of the program. So they're building a fellowship. They're building with each a fellowship. Other. Right. They're having lunch after IOP. They're saying, okay, you bring coffee. I'll bring donuts for, you know, group the next day. Um, and, and this is the kicker. And they're calling to say, Hey, I'm running 15 minutes late. Hey, I'm sick. I'm not going to make it. Hey, um, so there's why, a, why is a that accountability? It's not that it's accountability. It's just for me personally, like you go to some of these bigger places and they don't, people don't show up for IOP. It's a no show. Right. So in other words, it's more intimate. It's very intimate and it's, and they're enjoying it and they care about it. Well, they care about it and they Mm -hmm. feel responsible enough to say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. And these are people that are 30 days clean. These are people that are right out of, out of sober. I mean, uh, out of of detox. Some Mm -hmm. of them just, bypass the PHP. They've been to a million PHPs. They're done. They relapse and they're going into the IOP because, you know, they need to work and they don't want to, they don't want to commit. Let me ask you a question because we're going to have to take a break. Aren't we going to have to take a break? Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my, and we'll be back with the, a few the, the great Paul Kandarian who's yes. sitting there patiently. Now, here's my question with how practical like real life applications are taught, for example, financial literacy, career training. Do you think having things like that would actually help? It depends. They are though. They they are are, though. So it depends. At recovery centers, a lot of, so, you know, you talk about treatment centers popping up. Well, there's a lot of recovery centers popping up. And what's beautiful about some of these recovery centers, um, they're throughout the, the, state of Massachusetts. Define recovery centers for our... So, um, like, Situate has one. It's a Situate recovery center. Plymouth has one. What's, it's, what it's, separates it from a treatment center? Uh, it's There's no treatment. It is a resource center. It is a place to go if you're struggling. It is a place to have meetings. It is a place to go for resources. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a place... It's like, an, it's like a welcome to Massachusetts information station. For addiction. For addiction. For people that are suffering from addiction. Can we put this on community. our Facebook page? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a community resource. So, yeah, Hyannis has one, one too called Peer Recovery. And that's what they do. They have meetings there. They have um, downstairs. They have video games, foosball, pool tables. And it's just a place where people can congregate. So com- there is community out there yeah, if, you wa- if you want it. Yep. Yes, yep. there is. Um, yeah. And that's, the, that's, as we've talked about before, recovery sure. is about community. Um, Correct. But pe- so someone B- who's B-SAS, struggling, though. I think it's BSAS. Is it BSAS? Bureau of has- Substance Abuse. Yeah, I think they have a whole listing of them. So, like, Quincy has one. It's um, Hope, Quincy Hope. Walpole has one. Um, it's it's right on Main Street. They're all over, and they're they're wonderful. They offer free uh, child care. They, you can get, um, yeah. 
You can get job training, um, resume building, right. a lot of these places. They're out there. I they, think it's important to note, though, that the person who's struggling isn't likely to walk into one of those community resource places. The person who's struggling is not going to literally walk into one of those places and, and say, hey, you know, that's not, usually not what happens. That's usually after they've had treatment, maybe after they've been struggling a little bit, go back out into the community. So the, what's recommended for people through treatment, and you asked about services, things like that, it's going to depend. It's going to depend, unfortunately, on income level a, mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Okay, and, so, and peop- so someone who's coming like through, say, um, you know, who goes to McLean and then goes through like a high-end sober living, they don't need resume building skills. They're not going to go to a, a, re- a recovery center. They're just not. So yeah, they're not just limited to, I mean, they have yoga. They have, this is they true. have all kind. they have, everybody has different, different stuff. They yeah, do. You do a lot of it at Brady's Landing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just wanted to point out that, that it is income um, contingent sometimes. Well, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I just think about it like, and I've known people who, you know, they, they're in recovery and the problems are still there. So yeah. how do you address those problems? What are the problems? Are financial problems? Is it, you know. See, that's the thing. Everyone's different. And right. I think that's a, a part of the, the problem, which we can, we can get back into and maybe on a different show. But, but I think that there is... Certainly, um, disparity, there's, uh, all kinds of issues that need to come into play when we're dealing with a successful, when bringing someone into recovery, you know, every single person's different. I mean, I think the important thing is, is, you know, meeting clients where they're at. So for me personally, for what I do is when people get in and out of treatment, if I put them into treatment, I ask them to stay in touch with me. If they, if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't like, I'm not going to chase them. I'm not going to work harder than they are, (laughs) but you'd be surprised when you create that relationship, I mean, I have a lot of people that I've never met, that I've only talked to on the telephone and directed them to and connected them to people, but they keep coming back because those resources are good and they're, and they're positive and they want it. And, um, the relationship and it's is key. A, yeah. it is, it's important and they, they don't, you know, like it's but just you're a rare breed too. At the same time, I mean, you're, you're a very dedicated person to this. Yeah. I yeah. try to be Mission. sure to get the right person. <laughs> right. So you're a, a valuable resource. So you're, you know, so finding the Chris's of the world. They're out there. Yeah, but you, you got to do your, you got to do your homework. Yeah, do your homework. You do. And we'll provide you with a phone number here soon. Will Which, we? Yes, we will. Okay, cool. <laughs> Whose phone number? Both of ours, I oh, think. Okay. <laughs> but don't call them <laughs> yeah. no, for, for like... You know, call for you can call for anything. anything. Call for anything. Yeah. All right. We'll put you in the right direction. It'll cost you a cheese pizza when you have 60 days. That's, there you that's go. my cost. There you, there you go. Can we take a now break? Now we can take a okay, break. Okay, thank you. I we'll be sure right back agree. on The Map. The Map. talking to Chris Long. Chris, tell us about yourself. Some of the things that I do, I advocate for treatment. I advocate in courts to keep people out of jail. I'm making sure that they're getting what they need to be most successful. And then the other big component of it is the family side of it. And where can people find you? Call my cell phone, 508-212-7206. Or I'm on Zero Boundaries, Chris Perry Long on Facebook, Stakes Are High. You're ubiquitous. You're everywhere. I am everywhere. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to The Map. 
where it's okay to ask for directions. Ooh. 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 That's our new that's, that's our new tagline. That's our new tagline. Ah, you I'm, love that. I love I that. You love that. Okay. I am still Kimberly Walsh, and I'm still here <laughs> with Kristen Perry Long and Andy Bernstein, and we're going to meet today's special guest right now. So, Chris, I'm going to let you do the honors. Take it away. All right. Today's special guest is Paul Kadarian. Uh, he's an author, writer, and isn't an author and a writer the same thing? Kandarian. Kandarian. What did I say? No, an author writes books. A writer writes freelance Stuff. articles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. And an actor. Uh, he's a thespian. A- a what? A thespian. Oh, thespian. A thespian. Okay. Yeah, thespian. I have no idea what that means. It means an actor. It's an, oh, a what? That's a, a fancy an word. An right? actor. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's an actor. He's an actor. Um, he's done a wide variety of work, including dozens of plays and TV shows, uh, the History Channel, Hulu, uh, independent movies, shorts. You've done shorts. I've done in my shorts. In your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and features international films. Have you ever gone to the Nantucket International Film Festival? I have been, yeah. I grew up on Nantucket. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, German Network. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Sprechen Sie Deutsch, yeah. A lot of knockwurst and uh, sauerkraut. Is that yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. Uh, national and regional commercials, as well as corporate industrial and educational videos for hospitals, internet business sites, Workplace compliance programs. Um, he's also played everything from a serial killer. I love that. To, what? <laughs> to a grandfather's, grandfather's to millionaires. Paul is also a parent of a child who is in recovery from addiction. Let's welcome Paul uh, to our show. Welcome. How you doing? That's pretty much my resume. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I know. It's, uh, you're, you're all over the internet. You are. I found a, a, yeah. a lot of. I should have probably America's asked you for wanted. a bio, but I didn't. <laughs> nah, that's her. Bah, nah. Bio smile. Actually, you and I met a few years ago, yeah. and you had just started a project. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, we met through Kevin Stevens. We met through Kevin yeah. Stevens. He was speaking at Brockton High School, and you did a wonderful article yeah. about us for, for the, the yeah. for the Boston Globe South Shore edition. Yeah. Yeah. So it was weird because we were doing the show here, and yeah, I just happened to be here talking to Jury, who does a show here, right? And, you know, and talking about a film that we're going to do, and here you are, and then ran it to you. It's, oh yeah, I know this guy. It's a weird <laughs> deal, right? Yeah. And I'm hard to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they try, but it's really they try. hard. You yeah. can't. I'm indelible. So, um, you know, we want to hear about your projects. But before we get started with that, um, you know, give us a little background because you, you've actually, um, as Chris said, you you do have a son that has um, been in recovery. Yeah. And, you know, that, that relationship has uh, gone through a lot of changes yeah. oh, yeah, and involvement. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about that. Okay. The nutshell summary is I was on a film five or six years ago with this uh, young woman uh, who's a fellow actor, uh, Annabeth Moyer-Bell, and she was telling me about this nonprofit she was starting called Creating Outreach about addiction support together uh, in Rhode Island because she'd seen a number of people die from overdoses, her you know, fiancé, uh, in her community in North Kingstown, Rhode Island, which is a pretty tight-knit community. But it's it's not the kind of community where this stuff's supposed to happen. And so mm. she gathered all these stories together, put together this nonprofit, and she wrote a play. Uh, and I said, well, somewhere down the line, let me know, because I'd love to be part of this. And at the time, my son was still in the in the depths of the disease of addiction. Um, so flash forward a year or two after that, she got, got it all together, and I auditioned. And uh, it's been a great relationship ever since. We do three, there's three signature components of uh, Coast, in addition to, 
she offers uh, curriculum training for schools. She's done a lot of work in schools, working with kids to talk about uh, the disease. But there's four legs to stand on, Act 1, which I play the father, um, and it's a family of four around a table dealing with a, a sibling's addiction. Uh, and then there's Act 2, which takes place in a support group, which is really, really powerful. And then there's a play my son and I wrote called Resurfacing, which comprom- includes the, the hockey theme, Resurfacing the Ice, because I play hockey, he played hockey, I coached them. And that we did that through the Health Story Collaborative at uh, Harvard Medical School. Okay. So we launched that last year. And uh, it's, it, so those are the three main performance components. And, and they're just all very, very powerful. Because after every one, we have talkbacks later. And that's the best part. That's the mm-hmm. most compelling part of the whole thing. It's people, it gives them permission to get up and talk about whatever mm-hmm. they want to talk about. Wow. And then we talk about community. Because I always say we, we, we hurt as a community. We will heal as a community. Yeah. So you gotta and strong. Get a, yeah. yeah You've got to get everybody involved. So that's, that's the nutshell summary of what Coast is all about. And it's C-O-A-A-S-T dot org if you want to go visit. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Now, so talking about resurfacing and bringing up the, the hockey, mm. um, how does hockey the sport of hockey, did you, you know, when writing it, um, you know, the sport of hockey has so many different, uh, you know, ups, downs, um, you know, it's a tough game. Yeah. yeah. Did you factor that in at all when you? No, it it was more the, again, it was uh, my son and I, our our frozen common bond. We both loved how he doesn't play anymore. Um, he, he, he loved hockey. I loved hockey. We got him into it. I coached on and off for, for years. And it was just something we did together, and it really, it kind of, it, it, in many ways, it defined his childhood. And um, so when we we did this uh, show. We did it through, like I said, through Harvard. They asked us questions, you know, talk about his upbringing, talk about the roller coaster ride that addiction was. And so they they kind of, and my son and I wrote both wrote like ten, fifteen page essays on our take on his addiction, separate from each other. And when they got it together, they put they, they looked at it. So it's basically the same story. We hmm. we we hit on the same key points that were uh, most, the most poignant, and powerful to us individually. So he wrote but, it from his point of view, and yeah. you wrote it from your yeah. Interesting. And it's overlap beautifully. So yeah. they kind of wove it together in a narrative. So it's just two people on stage, myself and an actor playing my son. Hmm. Um, and it's just warts and all, man. It's just really, really tough, rugged, no nonsense, no BS kind of approach. Wow. Kind of raw. Very raw, yeah, because, I mean, yeah. one of the, so many powerful moments in it. But I came home one time, and he was sitting up in bed, and he had a Boston Bruins T-shirt on, a sweatshirt that I bought him in his first stint in recovery, which is a yes, S-show in itself because they mm-hmm. kept him for five days and let him out. I thought, oh, this is great. Yeah. No, I, I learned pretty quick this time yeah. it worked. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I came home, and he, he was sitting up, luckily, and he had thrown up. Vomit had just dried all the way down his chest. The longest split second of my life because I swore he was dead. I, uh. He had to be dead. But I, he wasn't blue, catato- or, uh, cyanotic. So, Did you have to Narcan him at that? No, no. He oh. just woke up. So I'm fine, Dad. I know what I'm doing. So, you know, drug addict's famous last words. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, you know, cried and wept and begged. And you go through the whole mm-hmm. cycle of addiction as it affects people closest to them. Yeah. So that's in the play. I finally got him help at the VA because he's an Army veteran. Uh, he got clean, went in, saw and did horrible things that no human being should ever have to do in war. Oh. Came home. My parents are dying. So he just went right back down a rabbit hole. It was just, it's like I said, it was up and down. Um, I finally got Their him coping the, skills are just so lacking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. crazy. It's like yeah. all through life they deal. We see these kids, they deal, they deal, they deal, and then they 
they take drugs and it's almost like the drugs just take their coping skills and yeah. and they don't give comes their back. coping skill. Yeah. That is their coping skill. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's their, that's yeah. their solution. Yeah. It's like, they it's do, they, sad. It, it takes over. I mean, it turns them into something you don't recognize. Yeah. You, yeah. Absolutely. You, you mentioned the VA. Yeah, yeah. How did the VA, how was it to work with the VA? Did they it, help? They have a yeah. certain program, right? A oh, certain, yeah, they have a lot of stuff there. But they, Where he, are you out of? Uh, well, he went at the time when he was living with me, he went to the Providence VA. Uh, now he lives up in New Hampshire. Now he's working at a recovery center, working with addicts. And he got a he graduated summa cum laude from UMass Boston and with a degree in psychology. And Knockwood, he's uh, five plus years in long term recovery. Awesome. Yeah, so it is it's really a remarkable story. So and, and it, we cover that in the play. Uh, but uh, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I forget. Go ahead. How important? How important? Or how did working? On this play, how did it impact the relationship with your son? Oh, it was great. I mean, it's great because uh, we we came through the other side together. So we doing this, we're doing this together. And as father and son, we just bust each other's chops. And in, in many father son relationships, that's how we love each other. Mm-hmm. We love each other unconditionally to pieces. But mm-hmm. you know, we kind of mock, make fun of each other. Banter, it's good, yeah, it's good natured yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's made it stronger. It really, really has, and it was very cathartic to to, to write. It's been cathartic to do. But you meant oh, that's the VA. VA was sensational. I got to give a shout out to to Lindy on at the VA. She was an uh, she's an RN. I don't know if she was an intake supervisor or what, but she met with Paul. And Paul's he, my son's a charming kid. He's really he he he's like. Well, you know, drug addicts can get whatever they want by being mm-hmm. charming. And he was really good at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he, you know, she, they hit it off and she got him in, got him help. And he had a little, little rocky at the beginning, but then it took off. So I got to give tons of credit to the VA. I mean, the VA gets hit on, banged on all the time. But they're just, they're overworked. And yeah. Understaffed. And exactly. Really so they, but they do what they can. And they, they, Lynn always says, well, your son did all the work. And he did. My son, it was the fight that he found in him. But... The VA gave me an opportunity that I'm be forever grateful for. So I get nothing but good things to say. But we did on another part of this. We did the um, open season of this play. We did it four times, and one of them was at the VA in Providence for continuing education for the nurses and doctors. And wow. my son came to watch it, which was daunting because my son's watching me do it. Wow! Uh, and people in the audience, you know, hardened by everything they've seen, they were crying. I mean, it, it's really, really a powerful, um, necessary bit of a, emotional business. So. What's the feedback been like from other people who have seen it? Can you? They love it. I mean, they really do because it gives, like I said, it gives them permission to feel that. I mean, it, we, we've done it for small groups. We've done it for large groups. <clears throat> done it for five, five or 6,000 school children in Rhode Island, mostly high schools, middle schools, and high schools. Feedback has been uniformly wonderful because it uses drama therapy, and, and that's a form of therapy that maybe not that many people have heard about, and I never heard about it until I started doing it. Um, but it's just, it, it connect, the arts can connect with people in such a visceral way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about story. We're telling a story that's so familiar to so right. many people. And did you say they had a place where they could give feedback at the end? They could oh, yeah, talk we had talkbacks. Back. Wow. Yeah, the first four lectures stand on Act One is like 35 minutes, and we do a 25 minute talkback that could be like nine hours. <laughs> and the second, Act Two, is like 40 minutes, but it's the same thing. We have a talkback okay. in, in, in the resurfacing the, the play my son and I wrote. Same thing. We have to talk back, and people just 
once you start talking about it, sometimes yeah. it's hard to get people sure. to get up and say right. stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, the hardest place that, that we had people talk about it was we've done it at uh, dental conventions. We did it for uh, the CEUs for Children's Hospital, PD Psych Docs at Children's mm. Hospital. Did it in Alpert, <clears throat> Alpert Medical School in, in Providence. Sometimes it's tough to get medical professionals to get up and open up. But once they do, they like, yeah, I have a son who's got this problem. I had a problem. I got an uncle, whatever. Because yeah. it's just like I always say, it's just like cancer. If you get in a room with 100 people, how many people have been impacted by cancer? Pretty much everybody's hand goes up. Sure. You say that about addiction, like, many would go up, mm-hmm. but there's still like, it's still that stigma. Stigma, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's what really we're all about is lifting the stigma, starting Good. a conversation because you've got to talk about this stuff and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And giving people permission and a safe place to talk about it. Exactly. And know they're not alone. Because right. going through this, when I was going through it with my son, I knew people were going through it, but I never felt more alone in my life. Right. never felt more there helpless. How yeah. long ago was this? Oh, he's been clean five, five and a half years now. Um, so, But he was you know, using... It's a long story, but he started out, you know, with uh, pills and cocaine and stuff, and then he got into, as they do, because uh, heroin's much cheaper than uh, OxyContin. So he was in, in, on heroin for a couple of few years. And so, it, yeah, it, it was an up and down kind of thing. Cause like I said, he got clean, then he got he went back yeah. down the rabbit hole. But And he was very, very close to my mom and dad, uh, and he, he ended up stealing from my father. Mm-hmm. So this is stuff that still bothers him. And I don't let it bother you. You're in a much better place now. Yeah. And wherever they are, whatever you believe in, if they're looking down, they don't care. They're just really happy that you're in a yes. much better place. Of course. And I don't care. I mean, I, I'd forgiven him long ago. And I, I, it took a while to forgive myself because you, know, yeah. you beat yourself up. So you, I was the one that was closest to him because I'm divorced. He was living with me. And everybody else said, you know, just turn your back, tough love and all that, which is, I think, hold on, to like the whole tough love and all Uh, that and stuff. I think that tough love is is different, just like the disease and the recovery and everything for everybody. So, your tough love isn't what my tough love, you know, it's about drawing boundaries and it's about being able to, uh, you know, I work with families all the time and Mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys need to draw draw boundaries. Draw a line in the sand and it can be moved, but draw a line in the sand that you're not going to step over when they push your buttons, you know, baby steps. And then we're going to push that line out. And so like that tough love, you know, it has such a bad label. Well, yeah. I'm I'm talking about just throwing them out. Yeah. Turn your back. I'm saying can't deal with you anymore. But there are some people, there are some kids that can, you can throw out. Like I, I asked my son to leave because I knew he was resourceful enough. I knew as a parent he was resourceful enough and he was, he was out for eight months yeah. before he came back and he reached and asked yeah. for help. I couldn't do it. Just no, could not do but it. yeah, but everybody's different. I couldn't throw my daughter Every out. Every case is different too. Right. right. But I could throw different. my son out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know, people I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I but, mean, I, I get that whole tough love thing and mm-hmm. it's like, I don't use tough love, I, you know, because it's just one of those words that, yeah. It's been labeled. It's easier, better said than easier yeah. said than done. For, Plus, it, yeah. yeah, more appropriately well, it would be boundaries, right? Yeah, because we don't want to. St- I always tell my parents, no matter what you tell your kids, the last thing I love you. Oh no, I love yeah, you. I always yeah. tell you my love yeah, yeah. because sometimes they don't. They feel like they don't love them or they can't love them, yeah. and it's like giving a parent permission to say I love you. Yeah, you and know, they don't feel is, like they're worth it. They don't no, feel like they're worth your love, no. and they are. They still are. They're still sure, your kids. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so you have some other things. And, in, in, you know, in addition to yeah. Co- Coast, Coast, yeah. Okay, so you're still active with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, okay. we're just starting our new spring season for Four Legs to Stand on Act One. We're going to be doing it all over Rhode Island. Uh, you going to be the same play? Uh, f- the Four Legs to Stand on, yeah. 
and then there's an act one, act two. We're doing act one now this spring. We've done it since 2016. The the play I'm talking about, my son and I did together. We're, we're still working on, on getting places to, to do that. So, sure. And it's all about funding. It's a nonprofit, so it's trying to get funding, trying to get people to pony up some money. To, 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 right, right. Corporate America... Yeah. Until they get behind this, oh, no. oh, I'm going to sound like Bernie Sanders right now. No, but corp- it's true. Corp- yeah. Do you corporate- drive a Subaru? I do drive a Subaru. In fact, it's parked right there. But yeah. I, I do. I'm not. That's my wife's car. Okay, I have an we are affinity. So but- going to avoid okay. any political right. discussion. <laughs> but but yeah. but getting corporate America yeah. on board yeah. is. What we need. You've got to make it appealing to them to show them as That's part of right. their wellness program, it will reduce right. their cost. Right. You've got to make yes. it financial. You've yes. got to make it monetary. 100%, Paul. Because other than that, they don't give a crap. No, they it's, really don't. No, it's it. like they're yeah. not going to buy products from me, so right. I don't yeah. really. Oh, well, like I said, we did it for Blue Cross. I don't know, I didn't tell you this. We did it for Blue Cross Blue Shield in Rhode Island for a bunch of their uh, folks there, and they loved it too. So those are the kind of people we have to reach. Right. Healthcare providers, hospitals. Yes. We did it. For Lakes of Stand on, we did it for uh, Rowan Medical School, uh, Rowan University, their medical in New school Jersey. in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. And Glassboro State is what it used to be called. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just that. But it was, and they loved that. I mean, it was for the kids, you know, the third, fourth year medical students. And they, I mean, again, people like crying because they can recognize yeah. themselves or their loved ones or something. Right. So, right. anyway, I, all the acting I do, and I've done tons of stuff, I'll never do anything more important than this. That's awesome. Yeah. But you are doing a, uh, you have a, a non-addiction based. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing's funny because I, I always seem to get these parts where this addiction is in it. I don't know. It just finds me. I did a, a, a movie called Gutterbug for, and it ended up winning big at the Woods Hole Film Festival, which is a great film festival. Mm. I played the father of an addict and a homeless kid that I threw out. I get tough love. I threw him out mm-hmm. of the house. Anyway. So I've done that. I've done a bunch of shows, a bunch of uh, films like that. But the, the next one coming up has got nothing to do with that. Okay. <laughs> nothing to do with addiction, which is good. But it's, it's about a father Self-care. and son. Yeah, it's a father and son. It's about a father who's retired. It's a short film. It's a 15-minute film. Um, a father who's retired, who was a workaholic, and he's trying to tell his kids, slow down. you got two little kids. Take it easy. You know? but, so it's kind of that message he's sending creating that balance and that relationship we go back to uh, the home where my my wife and i had lived and uh, in the movie and bring him there because it's uh, suddenly i got this urge to go see the house where he grew up just to, to show him his ancestral home again and whatever so there's that and it's called sweet wind because when i was a kid i just used to love looking out the window staring at the trees blowing and i just loved i loved wind and the noise it made in the trees so this mm-hmm. The metaphor for that, it's like time is like wind. It just blows over you, and then it's gone. So you just got to, like, embrace yeah. it. And yeah. so it's like, soak, it in, soak it in. Yeah. Soak it in. And it's called that. Like, it, the, the, the character has got a great monologue. Because I wrote this thing. It's a great monologue. Uh, <laughs> sitting in <laughs> if I, if I do say, say so. so. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's just telling his son about, you know, just how he used to come out when they were little kids. They come out when I couldn't sleep and just watch the trees and the wind wash over me. And I tried to like drink it in because it tasted like cool, sweet wind. <laughs> so you're really a a a uh, your gift. This is really a gift if you think about it. Yeah, to be able to to use your your abilities yeah. as a way to, to reach people, to right? Reach yeah, yeah. people. And in, in doing this with the nonprofit, I I you know, I always like to help people, but I never thought much of it, but. Honestly, helping people and reaching people and giving them a connection, I've never felt more satisfied than that. I mean, I love acting, all the acting I do, 
But there's something just wonderfully satisfying and fulfilling about actually helping people. Right. I make a joke about I hate everybody. I do that every <laughs> oh, day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, like, dogs yeah. are better than people. Yeah. Oh, God. oh, yeah. Well, My Andrew true. Dice Clay's best line was, I hate everything Andrew and everybody Dice. and everything about everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But, I mean, I don't, but I you pretend I do. But it's just nothing like uh, helping people because we're all somehow connected. It's true. It's true. Wicked, weird world that we live in. We're all connected. It fills somehow. you up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Paul, I have a question. Yeah. Um, so if you had could tell parents, some, we have, you know, parents of, of children that, you know, some of which, you know, go to the sober home or, or that Kristen knows. If you had to give your best advice to a parent dealing with a child with right. an addiction, say an active addiction, yeah. what's, what would you, what would your, well, I could say it now with the you know, hindsight's 2020, sure. but it's just, Patience. Okay. Just good. be patience. Wait. Uh, as a friend of mine has always told me, he said, you know, you find out more about the kids by not jumping down the throat and say, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. It's just like, wait for them to tell you. Right. And sooner or later, they'll tell you. Because they, if, they, if you have any sort of parental connection, if, in, you know, very close to my son and my, and my daughter, but you wait. They'll tell you. They'll open up in their own way. I mean, it's tough. When you see the mistakes they're making, and I say this in the play, the four leaks of stand on act one, I have this monologue that I wrote. I bought the kid. I said, I just want to jump inside you and just yeah. pull out whatever's eating you and beat the crap out of it, make it go away. But I can't do that. Yeah. So you just got to wait. You just got to be patient. And it's the hardest thing in the world because you can see everything they're doing wrong. Yeah. Right. And they know they're it's doing like, wrong. No. Nobody wakes up and say, I'm going to be an addict today. I mean, they, they, they know they're doing wrong. So they got they the know. guilt, the shame, the fear, the yeah. uncertainty. So you just got to wait until they kind of come to you. And right. they will, if you, you get any kind of closeness at all. You know, they, they, they know they want to get help, and they, yeah. they need you not to be so judgmental. So you just got yeah. to be patient. Interesting. Good. I like that. Okay. So thank you. will you give your website again yeah. and, and, and the, uh, a way somebody can get in touch with you? Yeah. It's, uh, again, uh, creating outreach about addiction support together. So it's C-O-A-A-S-T dot okay. org. So it's coast with an extra A. So they can go there. And I'm, I'm at uh, Paul at coast.org like they can find out there uh but just go to the website and you can find out how to book you can get a you know hold of our our founder who's a remarkable human being she's a beautiful soul she's a nyu master's degree holder she got into uh, drama therapy this is her life's calling awesome yeah. and if people want to actually have the play come to yeah. their Yes, yes that's well, where they, they go i think we should have site. it at the orpheum yeah well we did it for the safe coalition we did it it's in Foxborough High. We did it at a high school a couple of years ago here. So we've, we've been around. We know Jim Derrick at the Safe yeah. Coalition. Yeah, he's I love a good guy. that guy. Yeah. yeah, they just opened a, um, an office. All right. I did yeah. his show. He, he does a radio show. He did. I don't yeah, know if he's I don't still... think he does it anymore. Oh, I, You're making I, the circuit. I am. <laughs> this is my, I, I, you know, I got into acting late. I got into acting when I was, well, it was 2007. Okay. I've done it before. Always wanted to. Never had the courage to do it. And then as you get older, it's like, what the hell am I waiting for? Right, right I don't right. care, right? And I tell actors now, I've never felt more comfortable in front of a camera on stage. And wow. I tell people who get nervous, I say, what's the worst thing going to happen? They're going to blow your head off when you come off the stage? Right. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. The worst thing happened, you tried. Yeah. Right. That's it. And then and you that's might life. like it. You might go back. Yeah. I never, yeah. I mean, I got a million auditions. I don't get them all. So what? Just move on to the next one. I feel like I'm going to. Let's get this annoying self-confidence that I say. I, I, every part I go for is, they'd be crazy not to hire Yeah, there you and go. And then if they don't, it's like, eh, whatever. Should it wasn't will the right somebody thing. else with if more we, hair or yeah. shorter, taller, or younger, yeah. older. Hey. Us you know, bald guys, we... Uh, ah. I'm getting a lot of work, Andy, because I'm an older bald guy. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You could do it. If we only knew then oh, you what know, we but, know now. Well, I'm Jewish, right? Yeah. I just did a film. Old play, Jew. Old, old Jewish. Jew. I played an old Jew. 
in a film recently. You so, and I, was, Did you I get was, on the rooftop? <laughs> I swear, and they had a bunch of other old Jews there. I was, I was going into like a Yiddish accent, and they said, you're, you're a better Jew than we are. Hey, 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 I'll teach you some Yiddish. Look, Love Yiddish. Andy lit beautiful. up right now. It's oh the God, best. Like, oh, Andy's like, what? It's my the best. It's very descriptive. Oh, it, it, every word is almost, yeah, I can Fakakta. I can speak I to this. Right? The yeah. Fakakta yeah. thing. My wife is not Jewish, and she uses Fakakta. Yeah, I love that Fakata. I love Fakata. It's such a good bread. No, that's Fakasha. Fakakta. Look it up. I can't say it. I think it's like Fakakta, Meshugana. Meshugana's great. Meshuggy. You know, All the right. Name of the okay. The name of the movie is Potato Bird Pancakes. Man. Okay. Bird if I had the music Mitch. right now, La- right. latte, lattes. I'm queuing it up. Uh, it up. There you go. Thank right. you so much, Paul, for oh, coming thank, on. That went Paul. by like that. I Didn't know, it? right? Thank you, sir. We'll be right back on the map. Brady's Landing is a exclusive sober home for women located on the Cape. We're in Sandwich, right off the Sagamore Bridge, first exit. I built Brady's Landing to give an older female demographic a place to heal and get better and make the transition from treatment into the real world. It's a very peaceful environment. It's very serene. It's very private. You kind of follow a long driveway down. It opens up into two and a half acres of land. We overlook the water, so there's lots of opportunities to commune with nature at Brady's Landing. Dot org. Or you can also send an email to info at bradyslanding.org. Um, and you can call the number 774-338-4060. Welcome back to our third segment on The Map. Kimberly, Kristen, and Andy, we're still here. And guess what time it is? Mailbag. Mail <laughs> and Paul. And Paul Kandarian. And Paul Kandarian's uh, going to stay with us and kind of chime. If- I'll kibitz. <laughs> oh, kibitz. 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 Oh, he had the accent on yeah, the wrong yeah, yeah. syllable. <laughs> Salab- kibitz. Okay. All right. All right. So, actually, that's Kristen's going to take this one. Yeah, you do the honors. All right. So, this one comes from Gary in Foxborough. We love Gary. Who do doesn't love Gary? Love Gary? <laughs> um, it's great to hear stories about people who have gotten into recovery and appear to be, turn the page, uh, on the right track. Will you guys ever consider having somebody in active addiction um, as a way to tell their side of the story? That's a great question. And it's a, question. It's, a, um, it's a tough question to answer um, because... <laughs> yeah, to stay politically correct yeah. amongst, yeah. Right. Um, um, it de- I think it would depend, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. if, I mean, it, it, yeah. If someone's really struggling and they want to tell their story and they need help, I don't see a problem with that, provided you know they're coherent and we can, you know. You can't have someone who's nodding off. No, that's not going to happen. No, but, but somebody who's like, look, someone I'm, who's I'm like, hey, battling. I need help and I'm battling. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. If yeah, but then we're we're stigmatizing by them telling them that they're not okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's also, a, what do you mean? because if you're nodding off and you want to tell your story, it's not their fault that they're nodding off and they want to tell their story. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like the, you don't want it to like, be exploitive either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so but if like you frame it up the right way, like, uh, Hey, you know, we have so-and-so like the show intervention. No, that, but just like, know. what's going on, man? Like, like more of a, you know, just having a conversation. I think that Gary, like, do you want to come on the show? Yeah, maybe. Or I think maybe getting somebody like right out of detox because at least they're detoxed to some degree 
they're still going through withdrawals. Let's not let's not right. sugarcoat this. Right. You know, five days, whatever. They're still hurting, and, and maybe sharing where they are after five days of detox, you know, might be a little bit. I don't want to say safer, but um, safer. Right. And then you know maybe, what? I, I don't know. It's a hard, that's a really hard a question. question. Maybe have them back on the show, though. I'd love to do, like, start with Where them. Where are they now? Yeah, and then get, set them yeah. up and have them go out. I and like that. Come back. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Well, how, many people, how many people who are in that condition would want to come that's on another, the show? That's another good right. point, yeah. And you got to get permission. I mean, obviously, they give you permission to do it, but would they actually want to come on and talk about it? I know it? a I few. Know. A lot of us are hams. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. However, I don't uh, know because I, I I think it's a really important um you know we, we you know we yeah. hear the the good stories the people yeah no it's true because I mean people most people are aware that this this disease exists and how it affects people but they've not seen it for right. instance so to see yeah. somebody who's in the throes of it it could be I mean it would be compelling and it would be like holy crap I didn't know. Right. It looked like that. Or right. maybe have a parent on with. I, I mean, I don't want to do. I wouldn't yeah. want to do an intervention. No. But I think you know we get into you know telling the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 uh, the fair not the fairy tale, but you oh, know the, the recovery happens. Recovery, yeah. yeah, we want to, which is hope, great, which is great. Right. But we also, I we think also want to be raw and real. Yeah, yeah, and tell the story that you know what it's not a. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a work in progress. It goes on mm-hmm. and on. Or you could you could you could tape somebody talking about it like a little mini mini documentary and show that rather than put somebody in a camera. There you go. They may be like yeah. really nervous Safe. about doing it, and they may not feel like right. themselves. Plus, we can edit and you whatever. Can edit, yeah, and make it even more powerful, more compelling. I like there that. You go. Yeah. That, so yeah, there you then you follow up camera. with them. You need your new Yay. camera. Yay! My new camera. I got to bring it out. Boom. He yeah, that. we could, you know what we could do? What? We could honestly, we could do, we could go to um, Methadone Mile. and My um, former workplace. And yeah. we could, you know, go down the street and do some live Q&As down the street talking. Because some of them will talk to you and some will, you know, push you in right. front of a bus. Right. Um, steal your camera. And steal your camera. Yeah. I know. Well, I would well, use, I would I would say use that. my phone. Yeah. Well, I, uh, it's funny because yeah, your phone yeah. won't work. No, it's funny because I, I sometimes I'll go out and I'll, um, I'll go with food or, or yeah. you know, something just to do a little bit of, and people look at you like they look at you because they've been so kicked to the curb and kicked to the side. Yeah. They look at you like, well, what do you, what do you want from me? Right. And it's like I don't want anything, but I just like to talk to talk yeah. to them and and and. Sometimes it's all they need sometimes. It's just a a, a compassionate voice. I've traveled. I was a travel writer in a former life. And wherever I go, you run into homeless people. They give me a few bucks. I said, look, I'll give you a couple of bucks. I want to, I want to hear about you. Yeah. I want to, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I want to talk to you. I want to hear what. Right. I think we, I think it's something we can definitely entertain. I think it's just something that we have to, we have do to correctly. Have, we have to think yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, we have do to think correctly. about it a little bit. It's a great question. Yeah, um, do. Yeah. Thank well, there you, you go, for, Gary. Thank you for asking, Gary. Thanks, Gary. So I think that's our show for the week. It is yeah. our show for Again, the week. Again, thank you to Paul Kandarian. And when will this... And uh, Michael Weber, our director. When, is, when, when are we going to air? Uh, next week. It? Oh, sorry. Next week. Yeah, it comes... We'll it, send you a link. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Andy will send you Because we can put this up on our coast website. Yes. We encourage you to do that. Let's absolutely send you And we'll put the coast link on our site. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have been listening to and you have been listening to the map